0: Hi everyone! Welcome to the Journey to Develop Her podcast. I'm your host Deontay Chantel. Today we have two amazing special guests, Mr. Nigel Sindor and also Mr. Wynn Willis. How are you guys today?
1: Doing really well. Thank you for having us today. Awesome. That'd so,
0: thank you, guys. Oh, hey. So these guys are the amazing founders of the MyZillow crowdfunding app. And I've been hearing great things about it. I found you guys on Instagram. I'm not sure how, but you're doing an amazing job in the Baltimore, Maryland market. And I'm sure you're going to be sweeping the United States soon with your real estate development company and your crowdfunding app. So just congratulations to you guys and kudos to you guys. And thanks for coming on. Also, we did have a mastermind recently. We had... um, Both of you guys were in the building. So thanks for being a part of that. I must say, I didn't get to watch the replay yet, but I know based on the audience, they were raving about the whole day itself, the whole event itself. So thank you guys for being a part of it. And hopefully we can do some more things together in the future. Just wanted to start with that and just give you your flowers uh, for being a part of it and just bringing value and pouring into people.
2: No, thank you for having us. And thank you for putting that together, because at the end of the day, um, people need to gain more awareness about real estate and some of the different ways that real estate can be done at a very high level. Um, It's a very, very talented room. Uh, Really great to engage and just be in a room full of people that just want to talk and learn about real estate.
0: Awesome. Thank you. I appreciate that. And, I, you know, it's so interesting. It was hard not to be a part of a lot of the panels. Because I'm also operating just like everyone else is operating. I'm a developer. I don't do crowdfunding, at least not yet anyway. Um, But I'm also a developer. I'm also an investor. So it was hard to be in the background, just making sure everything goes smoothly, right? And um, making sure that the, the information was there. I didn't want to put on a conference that was fluff. Like I wanted people to really get value and really be able not to just talk about real estate, but to start implementing um, mm-hmm. start executing. That's why I even had like city officials there so they can get in contact with the people that actually helped me become a designated developer. I wanted them in the building. So there's no excuse as to why people can't get started today. But you guys are doing the same, pretty much the same thing, even at a greater level in Baltimore, Maryland. And of course, let's start with the introductions. Um, let's start with uh, Win. Tell us about yourself and what you do in real estate.
1: Yeah, so as well as being a found, co-founder of Zoro with Nigel, um, I operate a uh, family-owned development company called Bull Development. Uh, we have about seven projects active between single-family and multifamily mixed-use projects in Baltimore City, um, totaling around maybe $115 I'm um, in a pipeline over the next two years that will be delivered um, and looking to expand, um, not just in Baltimore, you know, in the other areas of Baltimore, but outside of Baltimore as well over the next three years. So we've been very busy. We're a mission-oriented development company, where we focus really on communities that have been underserved for decades and underdeveloped. So we feel like we're poised to represent not only our community, but also to just execute at a high level and be able to deliver the things that we know we need And that are really more culturally relevant than they are just, you know, on the spreadsheet or or, or that, you know, and pro formas that we put together. So things that actually fit what we need instead of just, you know, things that fit the numbers.
0: Awesome. I love that. I love that. You're doing great things in the community and you, like you said, you're mission led. Like you want to really change the trajectory of these urban cities throughout America. That's also my mission too. So I love that um, you're doing it. And you're doing it at a high level. So, awesome. And Nigel, tell us a little bit about yourself. And you can even talk to us about how you got into real estate as well.
1: Yeah,
2: totally. So my name is uh, Nigel Sidnor. I'm from Baltimore, Maryland as well. Uh, Winfield and I, we went to middle school together, high school and college. Um, And now we have the privilege of founding a company together. Um, But the reason why I got into real estate was um, very similar to Winfield, right? I've grown up loving real estate. Uh, my dad owned a couple of hundred houses when I was growing up. Um, he always used to do different deals and be a part of different deals, but he was always on the side of the deal of bringing people together and being able to raise the funds. So um, Winfield's dad was more of the development side. My dad was more on the side of raising funds and just being able to build continuity and build communities. Um, so in the case of how I got in real estate or why I'm in real estate, uh, formerly I was at a private equity uh, real estate firm before, um, so a lot of the investors that they had, doctors, um, entrepreneurs, lawyers, what have you, that could uh, write a really, really uh, big check size. But the education piece wasn't what I wanted it to be. Uh, the hands-on piece, being able to touch the people wasn't what I wanted it to be. And then also the amount of people that looked like you and I um, wasn't what I wanted it to be. So when I look at the past background of my parents, when I look at what I'm passionate about, when I look at uh, my people and how real estate has changed so many lives, um, and other reasons, I wanted to be able to bring those same opportunities back to our environment and to our communities.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, fun fact: I mean, I don't know if y'all checked out the podcast or not, but my dad was also in real estate. Yeah, How, yeah. he wasn't really there active. He didn't show me anything about real estate until I actually went to him for money one day <laughs> for a wholesale deal, and he was like, "Oh yeah, I used to do that." I was like, "Oh, I, yeah. know. <laughs> I like, You know. You know he had a whole more, he had a whole bank technically, and he was in wow. a, a big investor in Brooklyn, um, and he's an immigrant from Jamaica. So you know it went through the bloodline apparently. The yeah, 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 yeah. It um, definitely touched me, and now I'm in real estate. It's like I live, breathe, and sleep real estate. So I love to hear that you're just both of you are just living on with your family's legacy, your dad's or your mom's or whoever. Yeah, um, literally got you. Well, not got you, but they already set the foundation for you. Yeah. And then all you had to do is just gravitate to it and take the ball and run, right? So I love that. And then even donate probably at a bigger scale than what your parents could ever imagine. So I love that. And then I love that you actually, um, working with a private equity firm, you didn't go there to just work. You went there to learn and to evaluate, okay, how can I make this better for my people? That's so important. And I, I'm glad that you were cautious enough to do that. Some people don't care. They don't even care about, you know, looking back. They just, they're looking forward, right? And my mission is all about lifting as I climb. I'm not where I'm
1: exactly.
0: I'm still going to try to bring my people with me. I'm going to try anyway.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Super. No, and I think that when it comes down to real estate, a lot of times it's just not really thought about, right? So many times we always say, hey, you know, look at what I've done or look how many deals that I've done. Uh, mm-hmm. The message that I preach is a little bit different because what I believe is that uh, while you may be the best at what you do, I also believe that I can be the best at what I do. So I have friends that are, you know, whether they're actors or whether they're, you know, uh, singers or, you know, uh, whether they're doctors or lawyers, right? You are the best in your profession. So why not be hyper-focused and very, uh very much focused on being the best at what you do while then investing in each other's business, right? If I get sick, I want to go see my friend as a doctor. If I need a haircut, I don't see my friend as a barber. So in the case of real estate, why would I Um, try to challenge the status quo when there's people like you, there's people like Winfield, there's people like myself that wake up and think about this and do this every day.
0: Love that, love that. And what I do want to talk about is why Baltimore? I mean, I know why Baltimore, but the people that are listening may not know outside of you growing up in Baltimore, outside of you seeing a lot. I mean, I grew up in Newark. I grew up in Brooklyn first, then moved to Newark. So I know what Baltimore has to offer because they're in Newark, plus me. I almost got shot a couple of times.
1: Anyway,
0: Baltimore is more than that. Baltimore is very big, actually. You have the city, you have the county. I actually went to school at Eastern Shore for one year, and um, people just thought I was from Baltimore, but I wasn't. Yes. (laughs) But anyway, why Baltimore? Like, why should you, or why are you, and why should others invest in the Baltimore market, in your opinion?
1: Yeah, I, I think Baltimore. It's similar to Newark. So we went to school at uh, NJIT in Newark. So we are very familiar with Newark as well. I think it has similar dynamics, right? Um, port city. It has, uh, the biggest employer in the, in the the country, which is the United States government. We have state and local governments, which I believe 66% of the people work for. So, you know, great employment statistics, but now we're also three hours away from New York, New Jersey, an hour away from Philly. And forty-five minutes away from DC and Northern Virginia, which is becoming, you know, a powerhouse with Amazon and you know government contractors that are moving there, and we're probably going to be the n- number one or two life science um, provider in the country outside of you know Silicon Valley, as well as um, Boston, um, and then also we're the second highest grossing casino revenue in the country outside of Las Vegas, right? So when when you look at Baltimore, the Baltimore metro area, it has all the things that people love about other cities. The only thing that we do not have yet is housing, right? So we have the jobs, we have the revenue, we need housing, right? And so really I think you know our city, even though it has a somewhat bad reputation, it is moving forward and then becoming the most affordable option in the you know, Tri-State area where you live, but also in the DMV right? So people can move there. The employment numbers are still, you know, you have you can get a job there and make a lot of money. And it's still, you know, as far as for Black people, um, our state is probably the richest Black state in the country. So if you look like us, it's probably a place you should move. I know everybody loves Atlanta, but probably a place you should move, you know, where people are actually, you know, getting work done are living. I agree a thousand
0: percent. A thousand, thousand percent. So let's talk to us, well, talk to the listeners about the company My Zero. What is MyZero? For starters. So one of y'all can say what it is. Yeah.
2: So I'll jump in here. So like My Zero is a crowdfunding platform, right? If you look at it in the most simplistic terms, it's an opportunity for people to really understand real estate, people to have an entry point in real estate, and uh, people to be able to obtain um uh, whether it's a fraction of real estate or if you, you know, if you have the network or the net worth or the capital, you can buy out a whole project yourself. Um uh, but what we found is, um, as I mentioned from a private equity company, people from other races are doing this. People are dropping twenty five thousand dollars, fifty thousand dollars, one hundred thousand dollars on a deal without ever seeing the developer, without ever speaking to the developer. The reason being is they know that if they can get five percent on their money, that money is better um It's better to have that money working for you than having that money sitting into, in this case, a crypto account or um, the stock market, right? Because real estate is a hard asset. Um, So what I want to do is I want it to be able to create the visibility. We want it to be able to remove um, how opaque real estate is, right? Real estate is very difficult to understand. It's its own language, very similar to being a doctor, right? It's its own language. or being an athlete, right? It's certain things that you know uh, from being in different uh, industries that there's a specific way that you have to do business. But we'll, what, what we want to do is we want to be able to um, have conversations, bring awareness, bring opportunity back to our community so that um, no matter where you're from, right, whether you're from uh, New Jersey, whether you're from New York, whether you're from Baltimore, whether you're from Georgia, we want to be able to create the opportunity for you to walk down your neighborhood and say, hey, not only did I grow up in this neighborhood, but I own that building.
0: That's awesome. That's dope. So if someone that is listening on myself wanted to invest in your development projects through MyZorro um, my or in the Boston market, how would they go about doing it?
2: Yeah. So the first thing that we like to do is we like to always educate, right? So you can go to MyZorro.io. That's our website. And you could go there and be able to get your first layer of information on the deal. What we want to do is we want to make sure that there, there, there's so many like cap rate and um, preferred return. And, you know, in our case, you would be pledging capital for a deal. We want to make sure that you feel comfortable with the terminology and the language and being able to understand hey, what does the development process even look like? Right. What does it even mean to close on land or be able to have a comprehensive design or have an architect or have engineers? We want to be able to walk you through because we feel like it's our mission, it's our service to be able to educate you first, right? That's if you understand what real estate is and why people are being able to, uh, be successful and be able to create generational wealth, the way that I measure myself is I measured upon, um, how many people, uh, we can get into deals with ultimately how many millionaires going create create and real estate is one of the easiest vehicles to be
1: able to create wealth and be able to make you that multimillionaire that you want to be. That's
0: awesome. yeah, let me,
1: let me, add, let me add on to that. Um, I know me and Nadja have had this goal for a while, like how many accredited investors can we create, right? And the reason why is, is because that kind of unlocks the access to other opportunities, like venture capital, like private equity, like real estate and these bigger, you know, let's say $50 million plus projects where you need to have that accreditation, you know, to, you know, actually participate. So. That's, that's been a mission for us. And the way we do that is obviously using technology to bridge that gap, right? It's not, the fact that we are on Zoom right now shows you that we can talk to each other without having to be in the same room. There's no reason why we can't do that in a similar way with investing.
0: Oh, that's awesome. And I love that you said that you're looking to create more accredited investors. Now, for those who don't know, let us know, what is an accredited investor? say,
2: you
1: Nodra, want, you want to take it or you want me to? No, you take it, you're right. Oh yeah, so a credit investor is somebody who makes an income of 250,000 um, or, and or has a net worth of a million dollars outside their principal residence, right? Um, and if we look in our community, uh, it's not that many people that have that, right? A lot of our wealth is stored into our house, right? Um, and a lot of us don't make you know that type of income. Um and some of us aren't married to make that joint income a little bit more than that. So it, it's it's a tough hurdle that I hope is going to be changed soon. But we 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 need to make more accredited investors so we can have a little bit more access to wealth creation that will continue to happen um, in in all sectors.
0: I love that, um, and I, I think that's a great intentional goal. Um, it's truly helping people build wealth. And in this case um i'm i I'm going to assume they the entry point to start investing in your projects or in my zero is not being in a net worth of two fifty k right? It's probably a couple of thousand right or you might yeah. even a couple of hundred so I'm not sure you could tell us,
2: yeah, so today we start off with a thousand dollar investment right so a thousand dollar investment gets you um equity in a deal because what we want we want to teach our people how to have equity in deals right? So they get you equity in the deal, get you ownership in the deal. Um, and I think Joe can talk a little bit more about how that looks uh, today and in the long term. But then the other side that uh, that we have coming is we're actually going to lower the entry point even further um, in the coming months where it's going to be just $100 um, for you to get involved. And that's going to be based off of a couple of different um, uh, themes and a couple of different fund structures to be able to get people involved into actual themes that they care about within their community or outside of their community, right? Because there are people that care about certain initiatives um, far beyond their community and you want to be able to see your dollar spread well throughout our communities and throughout the world.
0: That's incredible. I've never, well, I don't think I've ever heard of the $100 entry, that's good. But again, the great thing is you're taking people that are, they have probably no clue about real estate. You're giving them the opportunity to invest and you're also educating them throughout the process and i think that's that's the main key because i've seen a lot of disaster stories you're not going to drop any names where i feel like people don't understand real estate so they don't understand how things work i actually used to be a corporate paralegal real estate paralegal and a trust in the states paralegal so i worked worked in an actual hedge fund law firm so you know i I wish i would have took the whole um
2: Context, see, I, I'm not gonna go on the record to see that's what it is, right right but I met some people that had some really good ideas, and uh, we took our ideas and we took them next levels.
0: Right, but you know, I wish <laughs> <I could say. laughs> yeah, and I could just, I mean, we had investors everywhere—Cayman in Islands, China, Russia, everywhere. Anyway, so I was the one actually doing the paperwork, the MMOs and OMs and all PPOs, whatever the heck it's called. Anyway, with that means being-
2: so you saw that money, oh, you know just- how much <laughs> is out here, right? No, but you know, you what, know, I, 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 I was going through something the other day and I'm just, I'm always looking for different ways to think of a digestible way for people like us to know, you know, what, what, what's actually happening. But if you think about, um, and I think a lot of us grew up in a church, right? You think about the way the church like had the building fund. Well, imagine you investing or you're giving money into the church building fund, but now you have equity in it. That's all we got.
0: Let me tell you something. I love my church. And in my church, I do, I just joined. Oh, I've been a part of the church for a while, but I didn't join. Um, <clears> that so was at another church. Anyway, that's a whole nother story. So <laughs> just paid $5 million cash for their new building. Yeah. I love that they actually use the money to buy a building, like, oh yeah. you know, God's temple, right? So we can go and worship. But yeah, it would have been awesome to know that.
2: have equity, right?
0: That's equity it- in that property.
2: Imagine talented individuals, and I don't know. If, uh, we're going to get to this today, but Winfield can talk a little bit about his structure. And I'd be willing, and I'm sure he can throw a range out there. But I'd be willing to bet that he would have been able to get a lot more than just one building for a church with five million dollars, based off of his strategy. And I'm sure, based off of your strategy, right? So I don't know if I could throw a softball to win as to how we could really do some really cool things with five million dollars, or what comes to his mind, you know, just off the top of his mind, but. I think we would be shocked at how far that dollar can go, especially when we put our dollars together.
0: Well, let us know when because yeah. my pastors may be this. <laughs> no, yeah.
1: absolutely, um, yeah. So the the way that that I was taught to look at a lot of this real estate in general is a cost to value type proposition, right? Everyone should look at everything like that in their life. Does it cost me too much? Is it worth more than what it costs me? Then I'm good. If it's not, and I don't think I should do that, right? We all always have to do a cost-benefit analysis and everything in life. So with real estate, it's no different, right? And because we have an appraisal company, because I was trained in that mindset, when we look, the best cost-to-value uh, ratio is in our own communities, right? So that means that there is more value in our communities than what it costs to purchase. So, Although we may say like, oh, well, nobody wants that. There's no value in that property there. The numbers are telling us different. And, uh, and, you know, we say, our music says all the time, numbers don't lie, right? So sometimes we have to go and say, okay, these numbers are telling me one thing, even though we have a perception or mindset of something else, then we have to really go with what the numbers say. So in Baltimore in particular, the proposition that we see is that we are buying properties and this goes into what you said about even with the city, like do we work with the city and things like that? But we are buying properties at 90% of what the true value is, right? So if I was to tell you, hey, your favorite Rolex that you've been wanting all your life is 90% on discount and you can get it today, everyone would buy it and they would take it to the club the next day and show it off to everybody. And you, they would think it as full value and they would look, everyone would look at it as full value and agree that this is valuable, but what you paid for it is different than what the value everyone else sees. And that's no different than everyone else being the bank or any lender. And then you being the purchaser of that Rolex or purchaser acquirer acquire of that property where you've paid $100,000 for a property, but it's worth 1.5 million. And this isn't conjecture. It's a tape that we've actually done and mm-hmm. it's verifiable. And, you know, if anybody, wants to look at the research as well as the appraisals that we do. So we, we like to verify everything. We like to let people know that we can show and prove, right? Like, you know, if I scored 20 points in a basketball game, you see it on the box score, right? Yes. So we wanna make sure we got our box score ready for everybody so they can check the points that we scored. So that, that is exactly what we, what we do. And I think it's probably similar in Newark, it's probably similar in Memphis, similar in, you know, let's say Detroit, uh, Ohio and Cleveland. Right, all these places where we live, there's value there. So I believe and Niger believes that the next frontier of real estate development is our communities. Now the question is, are we gonna be the ones to actually implement the next frontier of wealth creation in this country? Um, that's the question we remain, but I love like conversations like this, as well as your conference, which was amazing, because you see that we're on the right path. So mm-hmm. that's the that's the the optimistic side of it but we've done this in baltimore for the last three years you know on the multifamily side so you know as we deliver projects i'm I'm, we're making money for our investors before they a building even goes
0: let's talk about how to actually work with these cities i mean working with the cities actually helped me a great deal catapulted me as a developer i mean i i think we even said during the conference that I was able to purchase land for about $1 to one fifty per square foot, right? And the city of East Orange. Newark, they're a little bit more. It's more like $4 to $6 a square foot, which is still fine. But We're talking about land that you're possibly buying for about thirty grand, but it's really worth 150000 So we're still talking about pennies on the dollar. Um, Baltimore, the same thing. I've started a lot of attempts in Baltimore with y'all city. And actually get land all the time from the city of Baltimore and properties. Um and maybe we might be able to partner, right? Going forward. Now I know y'all where I want to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but how does one actually work with the city? What are some things, how would they package themselves to work with the city of Baltimore?
1: Yeah, I'm I'm first I'm gonna start. I'm gonna get to I can get to that, but I wanna start first with like why we didn't initially go to work with the city, right? Okay. I'm from and this may be my least politically correct answer,, hey, but i
0: will be talking greasy and spicy <laughs> you, but
1: but essentially chat. we grew up, we grew up in Baltimore, um, and I've seen with the political system, it's my family when I was young, mm-hmm. I've seen what it has done to our city, and the last three mayors uh have been resigned for either corruption or improprieties, or went to jail. So with that being said, when I returned home, our city was still in shambles. So one of the problems is that the city agencies or departments weren't operating correctly, right? And when you're not operating correctly, stagnation happens, or if you're giving things to your friends, now your friends are making money behind the scenes and you know, you're making backdoor deals. That's not good for any city, right? And we see that for cities, countries, wherever you are. If the government's not operating for the best interest of the people, then the city will remain in shambles. So we chose that, hey, we can get the same value that the city is providing privately. So that's what we did and have benefited from that. But to move on to how to work with Baltimore City, I would say first, maybe get somebody that's from the city. Baltimore is a very, it's 250 plus neighborhoods. So you can imagine that if you don't build a relationship in one of those 250 neighborhoods, somebody may have a problem with your, what you're doing or your property will not be protected, which I think is one of the most important things in Baltimore is that you wanna make sure your property is protected as far as people either treating the, res- the tenants right or people who buy it and a residence. You wanna make sure it's protected. So, you know, ingratiating yourself in Baltimore with the right people is important. Well, um, Baltimore is very political, like most places. I'm pretty sure it's the same in Newark. But I think what one thing in Newark has gotten right is that they actually have a program that will help you, that will help other Black developers and, you know, minority developers, women. We do not have that, right? So it's really a free fall in a sense. But the city does do a couple of good things. We do have great code maps, which will allow you to identify vacant properties. So that's the first thing I would do is go on the code map. Where are the vacant properties? right? Where are the city-owned properties? They're all color-coded. I will go on there. The second thing I would do is once you have that, I'll reach out to the district representative for Department of Housing um, in Baltimore City. And then once you speak with them, you'll go through, um, you know, the vacancy value process or the acquisition process. I actually, We're actually going through that right now with uh, a lot that we want to build that's next to our major redevelopment project. Um, so, strategically, if you're already doing stuff there, you can start looking at things around where you already own, which Baltimore City would love because they want comprehensive development. Right. One thing I once you once you are with your district representative and you build that relationship, you'll go through that process of acquiring um the property where it has to go through through a committee. They have to approve it and they approve it for a particular price. Right. You do get the dictate like in some ways, dictates your price, right? Because it's really based on what you can do to be able to sell it, right? If you're if you're trying to flip it, if you're trying to hold it, it's based on what you can do as far as a loan to value um, area. And then they also have like, if you're not doing the actual renovation or construction, they have like a baseline number that you have to be at um, for renovation or construction based on previous, uh, previous projects. So, once you go through that, they'll, they'll give you a land, you go through all your permits and then you cannot purchase it until you get your permits, right? And then once you get that, you've, you know, lined up your financing, then you're off to the races, right? But the city, um, I would say is easy to deal with once you know people. If you don't know anybody, it is a stretch. I'm pretty sure it's the same in Newark where you have to continue to email people over and over and over again. And see me, and Nadja will tell you, I'm the pull-up king. So if I know you're going to be here, I'm I'm coming to you, and we're going and I'm gonna, you know make keep you off guard, so even when if you go to any event, you're going to assume I'm going to be there. So because I know every event that's going to happen. So if I think you're going to be there, I'm going to be there. So I think one of the biggest thing is to be persistent and actually, you know, this is a people business as you know. Talk to the people, right? Get to build a relationship with them. Let them know that you're here and put the pressure on them because. You know, our city officials sometimes, are, you know, they're busy. When they, when five o'clock comes, they, they going home.
0: Yeah. I had to pull up on
1: <laughs>
0: yesterday on the phone and he better call me back by four o'clock today. Or so I'm calling him. I'm going to just go. No. Yeah. I do play those. So we're not going to talk about Newark right now. Cause that's a offline conversation. Yep. <laughs> Um, um, Very similar with politics, and I I do think it's an organization type of thing, and I feel like the staff just doesn't know how to get the job done, at least for Newark, in a timely manner, because people are waiting a number of years to buy lots, and it shouldn't take that long. Oh,
1: yeah, really? oh. we we don't have to do years. Yeah, Baltimore's. A, I, I would say Baltimore's one of the most organized cities okay. I've seen. They, they are. TV.
0: They actually are, because the way they send me the like everything down to like. This like the thing like um I forgot the name of it. What well, what is it? D H C C or D C
1: Yeah yeah yeah. You D-C-H-D, yeah.
0: Yeah, that very organized. They know their inventory, they know when they want to sell it.
1: Oh. Yeah. Nor- never knows. They know what they have.
0: Oh, I'm over here talking crap. Anyway, that's right. a little my right now.
1: Yeah, we yeah, we, we are we're very organized. Yeah, yeah
0: like we, that's we
1: that's why I said the first thing you, thing should, you do should do is go or, yeah, first thing you should do is go on cold map and and you'll see everything. We have everything there. Um, but that's, but you know, and, and we have auctions. So mm-hmm. much things are on a receivership. You can get city owned properties through auction, um, which they have a big auction on the ninth. Actually, if anybody can qualify for that, um, there's a big auction of 53 different properties throughout the city. Um, so we may be in that as well, but that's there. Also, we have tax lien sales, which is a process that we go through with the city. We personally don't Get properties that people live in. Right. We personally do need new tax liens for vacant land because really the people that can't pay the taxes are usually look like us. So we want to make sure we stay away from that. But I've also seen that vacant land tax liens over the last year, we used to buy them for, let's say, $300, 400 $500. Now they're going for $10,000, $20,000, right? And that's for a tax lien. You know, so anybody who owns vacant land in Baltimore, you're not paying $20,000 as well as your taxes. That so land is gone, and, I, and groups are buying it. These are groups of people who are buying it.
0: So I was gonna say, why don't you guys buy it? Because we we don't want the others to buy it. We need to.
1: No, we, we have. It just we have a capacity okay. issue, which which ties back to Mazzorro, which is why we right. created it because we have that capital capacity issue, and a lot of and a lot of the issues, and you notice know from like actually operating, mm-hmm. we can do as much as we our capital allows us to do. And a lot of times when you're first time, second time, or third time developers, the capital is not there. Once you get from three, people will hand you money because it's, it's a skill. But yeah. in the beginning, you know, we wanted to use MyZero as a launch band for developers that want to, one, be community-oriented, but they also want to launch them to institutional dollars, where now they can go get those $5 million, $10 million checks, um, where they can Live, like you said, and, and my fraternity says, I'm trying to live fans. We climb. If you listen as you climb, now you, you've lifted somebody else because you proved the theory. And then now we can be the providers of capital, and more people will want to flood into the industry because there's access to capital, there's access and, and investors as well because there's access to deals.
0: Right. I love that. So let's actually talk about some of the projects that you, I see y'all funded a few big projects. Y'all, y'all, doing, y'all doing what you all supposed to do. So congrats. Well, Let's talk about yeah, some it, projects you have funded over the last year or so um, by using the MyZero or creating the MyZero app.
2: Yeah, so if you think about MyZero uh, a little about this time last year, um, Winfield and I we funded we funded the project, and um, what we did was we just leveraged our network, right? So I believe that project was, um, I think Win found the project was about one hundred sixty-five thousand um, dollars. What he always talks about its highest and best use, right? So. Um, there was a single family house that we went out and we, we went to go purchase, but the land or the property itself wasn't of highest and best use. And being able to bring the education, bring women's experience to um, our group of friends, our group of family, our group of potential investors, and being able to allow them to see that, hey, your dollar is actually not a dollar. Your dollar could be $5, your dollar could be $10. And how can we bring those same dynamics that we use when you know we say we're going to a birthday dinner or we're going on a vacation or we're going to the club. How do we bring those same dynamics in to the real estate, um, the real estate area, the real estate industry, right? So um, that's really um, where we started to turn the corner. The business of mizuro was created um, really when we were in New Jersey, right? So Winfield uh, himself, he, he was he was a brain trust um, with mizuro He came up with this knowing, um, you know, what is that had done on the development side? For me, it was more of, you know, my dad had relationships, My dad played different right? So he had relationships. He knew, you know, different developers and different, you know, people that had power. And by him knowing those different individuals, they would come to him, right? And they would ask him, hey, can you come up with two million dollars? He come up with five million dollars to get this deal done. Can we come up with gap funding gear to get this deal done? For me, it was a natural progression, right? So it was being able to leverage wins, brain trust and saying, hey, this is the type of infrastructure we're gonna need. And then for me saying, okay, these are the relationships that I've been able to cultivate cultivate, that my dad's been able to cultivate, that wins has been able to cultivate. But ultimately, how do you monetize your network? Right. I think a lot of times like we, we like it's so easy for any of us to create a group chat and say, hey, look, what we're going to do is we're going to go on this trip. We're going to go to Bali. It's going to be this. It's going to be that. But how do you actually monetize your network? Well, the only way to monetize your network is to educate. Right. The only reason why we know that Valley has whatever it has or Dubai has what it has is because it's been marketed. It's been um, the brand awareness has been created. But we're going to take those same attributes, right, of a Nike, right? So when you see the MyZero website, we actually built it off of some of the same um, psychology of Nike. And when you see our uh, Android and iOS app, that's going to come out in the top of 2023. you are going to see a lot of the same dynamics of an Amazon, the same dynamics of a Nike, because those are websites as consumers that are really is uh, spending a lot of time on spending a lot of money or we want to do it, we want to also bring in the education component of some of your earning your leisures and some of these different podcasts where you can have a digital presence, you can have the accessibility, you can have the opportunity to then be able to become a um an accredited investor, be able to become a equity owner in some of these different projects. So when you look at my zero holistically, it's simply just taking the same dynamics of like. Taking the same dynamics of Amazon, taking the same dynamics of we want to go on a vacation and bringing it together to be able to, as you mentioned, create these opportunities where instead of us saying for my 30th birthday, we're going to go to Dubai, we're going to say on my 30th birthday, why don't we put up money and we buy back our block? We buy back our community, right? So we want to change the narrative. We want to change the, the cultural construct of how our money should be used, where we can invest here to be able to make money and create financial freedom over there.
0: First of all, y'all are only 30 years old. Said,
2: bro. <laughs> he made me too. So when, when it's 30, I'm 29. I'll be 30, 30. In a couple of months.
0: God bless y'all, first of all. <laughs> <laughs> to capacity to <laughs> want to do this and want to uh, care about community development, especially where you, you, you grew up and just forcing the change that you want to see. So I, I commend, oh, I'm 33. I'm acting like I'm so much older. But t- 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 <laughs> um, no, it's good to see that, like, especially with our men, right? And you know, I don't want to make this about race, but it's it's good to see it. Um, so and it's good that you're you're continuing to build your family, your father's legacies. I think fathers are important. Um, and and you're you guys are the evidence of what uh, good fatherhood, even if you know they're trying their best, can reap. the the seed that was sown is being reaped is being fruitful and it's just coming full circle. So I I love that. Um, what was that about that x Max?
2: And I would say kudos to you too, right? Because I think that, I think that as a queen and being able to build this platform and being able to develop as a whole, right? I think that it's very difficult as it is right in the uh, real estate uh, industry. We heard, uh, Marjorie Perry really just walk through her path and some of the different challenges that she's gone through, but also there's so many successes that she's had. And I think that um, one of the things that Winfield and I talk about, and really what we think that my zero will be built on. um, And I think, you know, a lot of people will be shocked with my zero will be built on. It'll be built on the Queens and we built on uh, black women because you guys actually drive culture. You guys drive decision, right? You guys determine what's cool. It's not us. We just follow your lead. Right? So, at the end of the day, we're going to do some really good work. We're going to provide a lot of opportunity. But well, our target market, our target audience is really just being able to create as many successful Black women as we possibly can to be able to lift them up and give them an opportunity to be able to invest in real estate and live out their dreams.
0: No, not only, but we, but we do need the Black man. You so have mm-hmm. to go into race? No, we do.
1: Yeah, we, we do. do. We, need, it's just, we need
0: each other. We're the yeah, only ones right. that stand each other. And we have to um, be intentional about despite what media says, despite the circumstances you dealt with, certain Black women, that we do need each other to keep this train going. Right? Totally. I, um, I agree. Of course, you need God, too. That's number one. Always, source, always. Um, The number one source. So, we need each other. And, you know, not for nothing, God may say, hey, Deontay, you, you, your husband is white. We might say that.
1: It could happen. No, it's a short matter. For sure.
0: But well, he did show me mine. Anyway, anyway yeah. that being said, it might be a situation like that, but we still have to be very intentional about still uplifting our communities, our people. And then for those who may have projects like myself, right? Um, I do have access to a lot of lenders. I'm actually organizing myself for the, the billion dollar people.
1: Absolutely. Um, Absolutely.
0: And I'm getting build up the confidence too to get into the boardrooms with them. So I love that y'all do come from like private equity background because that's important to have that lingo
2: absolutely <laughs> no it's a game, game I
0: don't have the lingo yet
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. no,' like, I, I would say I would say the lingo and the infrastructure right? It's really the difference right that's a that's a matter of going, let's just say thirty uh unit deal or a three hundred unit deal right it's just it's all infrastructure right. and and I think that you build trust, you build track record with your infrastructure and in the lingo.
0: exactly. um, and like while we were on this call. Um, My project that I'm working on in Kansas City, that individual just called me. We're doing 200 houses, right? So how we fund that deal is going to be different how I would fund a four unit in Newark, right? So it's just totally totally different. uh, More paperwork, more red tape, more making people like you, making people favor you and gravitate to you. And again, learning the lingo, learning Mm -hmm. the... Although I feel like I'm knowledgeable. I know it's a different level I'm going to. So I'm yep. always educating myself and I am never I never know enough, in my opinion. But are you funding other individuals or other developers' deals through yep. the World app as well?
2: Yeah, so this year what we wanted to do is we really just wanted to focus on bringing on two different developers. Uh, so that's why we've run on two different developers on our platform. At the top of 2023, once that app is built out from the Android and iOS since, um, and I talked to you about, you know, being able to have people come in that actually, a lower dollar denomination, I think that's gonna open up a lot of an opportunity for us to be able to fund different types of deals from different types of developers. Um, if it's a question that uh, we actually get from a lot of venture capitalists, they say, hey, how are you guys going to find people um, that have deals? And, um, you know, when Joe talked about his network, I talked about my network, there's no shortage of people that have really, really good deals. Uh, what's important is that we have the capital on that um, we leverage, you know, the expertise of people that can evaluate deals to make sure that those funds go into the right deals at the right time.
1: Let's, let's, dive, let's dive deep on that that aspect of like, just that question. Like, how are you gonna find developers? Okay. And it's like, you know, the ignorance or the arrogance hmm. of, you know, all those nice people, but people that don't look like us is, is really ridiculous sometimes. Like, how are you finding your deals to find companies, how did you find us, right? You built the relationships, you took the time and clearly yeah. there are people who need it because if you look outside in our major cities, there are no, there's housing, is it's a shortage. And if you know that, then you would like, some of, some of the common sense that is missing on the people that fund companies like Mazorro or developers, it's mm-hmm. almost ridiculous. And I think one of the things that we have done well in our network, as well as what we're trying mm-hmm. to do with my is, is, is explain to people who are not in our community that you can still have an impact and put your dollar in, but it's still what we want to accomplish. And you would never get access to this, right? You going into Newark and us going into Baltimore, there's a different conversation. There's a different perspective and there's a different uh, connection that we have with our people that if a white developer or operator goes in and, and, and tries to, you know, redevelop or revitalize our community, but when we do it, it's kind of different, right? Yeah. And if I was to go, um, for example, um, let's say Morristown, New Jersey, if I was go to Morristown, New Jersey, and I wanted to develop, it would be different. I don't yeah. have access to Morristown. If I was white and I had access to Morristown, conversation's a little different. What's the, there is a parallel there. There is no difference in what we do in our own communities. Now, if, if, I, if I I have access to somebody who develops in Morristown, Long Branch, or all these different places where people want to be, I can invest in that person. What's the difference with what we're trying to accomplish, right? So the, the, the ignorance or arrogance of um, people in other communities is almost ridiculous. And they, the the lack of common sense that this is the same exact thing is sometimes what we have to overcome. And hopefully we can be that bridge for people like yourself, people like us, where now you don't even have to go outside your own community or you you just have access to everywhere. And hopefully internationally as well, where we can put internationally, if you are in Uganda, if you are in Kenya, if you are in uh, Ghana, Jamaica, Nigeria, America. if you are in, a, you know, yeah, you, yeah, you have to. And if you're in Dominican Republic, if you're in Mexico and you want to see things get better here, it can get better. Now you can vote with your dollar. And I think that's the biggest thing that sometimes we vote with our ballot. Now we're trying to present the opportunity to vote with our dollar. And I don't want to put any of our competitors out there, but no one knows our competitors because they don't use them. Uh-huh. So we, we are, and we will be, what's culturally relevant in real estate. And like Nigel mentioned, Black women will be the foundation of that. And I, I would be hard pressed to name, and now can correct me if I'm wrong, we'll probably at the end of the year be a two or $3 million raised in total on the platform. So I would I would name, I would be, wanna name another place that you can do that and that is giving people access to that. And if people can name that person, then we need to collaborate with them, right? Because we don't have an ego with how we do it. Let's take the best of what we have, the best we do have, and let's create a powerhouse, right? So that's the most important thing.
0: No, I love it. I'm down to create the powerhouse with y'all let's and do it. black women. And and this is what made me want to start working with women. I'm one, I'm, I am a woman. Two, when I got started, <laughs> these resources was not here. Um, mm-hmm. I there. I was getting fired from jobs. I had a two year old daughter. You know newly single like it was like a lot and my back was up against the wall bad credit no car and I was like no I know I can do this um I'm going to learn the strategy and I again I had to start out as a wholesaler but at the end of the day I know that the black women we're the glue for our communities like no matter what happens in the community there always it's going to be a black woman there period no matter men leave you wealthy. guys have done your job yeah we're and we're we're tired, we're a little tired. <laughs> Even house i so young, it can be tiring sometimes. However, because we are our community, typically, we're not going nowhere. We're, we're here. We're going to raise these children no matter what. I feel like it's important for us to build, be a part of the conversation with building our community. First of all, building the wealth in our community, preserving our community. I think um, the others, when they come in, our, every urban community around America is for sale. And, like we said earlier, we're not always capitalizing on that sale and and that's because of lack of ed- education right um, so just learning little things and and again, your platform is gonna be the um the 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 bloodline breaker the curse breaker here because you're you're letting them invest for hundred dollars and you're teaching them the business so now. Something might open up in their mind like, hey, okay, will you show me this? Maybe I don't have the capacity to build myself, but maybe I could just find the land. Maybe I could just put all the people together. And then maybe I could just sell the whole project, right? It's not all about building. It's about putting the people and the things together. So I love what you're doing. Um, Of course, the podcast is here to also convey, one, we're interviewing people, but the direction it's supposed to go into, because I was supposed to stop doing interviews a while ago. But the direction it's going into is teaching from the platform. Yep. So anytime somebody's going to sit here for an hour, they should be learning something on how to make their life better. Mm -hmm. If they're investing money in companies like yours, they should be learning how to make their life better, right? So I love that you implemented that education tool as well. And um, I'm here for Black and Brown and, you know, men and women just uplifting and building our communities and sticking together and being patient with each other and giving grace to each other. And um, I would love to continue, of course, this conversation, Um, but of course work with you guys, mainly because you're in a market that I've been trying to get into. Um, (laughs) And I'm like, "Eh, maybe it's not for me right now, but Baltimore is definitely a place where any person that's listening to this call, you can, invest in today yes you have to come correct and be packaged correctly but like uh when and nigel said you can go to their auctions you guys are going to send me the auction link i'm sure after this conversation right i don't have to um we may or may not i don't know we're going to post this interview before then but with that being said once you sign up you can get the alerts they'll send you emails of what they have for sale or for auction from time to time i know i get some of them most of the time so people, be intentional. Don't just listen to this and get a natural high from the information. Start implementing. Start asking the questions. Sometimes you do have to pay in a room. Sometimes you do have to pay to pay attention. Um, yeah. So investing yourself. I had to pay $200 for a Fortune Builders conference many, many years ago just to mm-hmm. unlock the 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 my mindset, first of all, about money, right, about wealth and um also to learn wholesaling i didn't even know wholesaling existed i went there to learn about fixer fixer uppers right and yeah. flipping all this other stuff but i learned about wholesaling and that was the key to help me build my capital and to help me learn about development ultimately right so sometimes you have to pay and invest in yourself so i hope people are listening and um they're willing to do the small work and i and i not to like shun nobody like Sometimes like people pull on my heartstring and I'm like, you know what? I want to work with them. I want to teach them investing. But guess what? I'd be wasting my time sometimes. Like people say it. And some some people may be listening. Like, hey, it is what it is. Like, then, you know, we're really unlocking fear, defeat, yeah. all bondage that we've been identifying with over the years. So I think it's really a mind shift where we have to know we're developers, know we're investors before we actually start doing the work Own your mind. Like this is who you are, no matter what your bank account looks like. And then use your bank account as your motivator. That's your number. That should be your mentor. At least it was my mentor. Okay. Cause I had like $10 to get to a property and I turned that $10 into thousands. Right.
1: Yeah. yeah. I knew like, let's
0: my bank account is not where it needs to be. I can't feed my daughter. Um, I think at the time, you know, I was surviving on for like four hundred dollars in child support. That ain't no money. Pay rent, mm-hmm. take care of a child, right? No but sir. That was my motivation. Like this is not your story. So I think people, men, women, I don't care if you sitting in prison somewhere listening to this, that's not your story. You better learn real estate while you're in prison and come out and hit the ground running. Okay, I'm done for no, today.
2: No, no, that's fantastic. Nah, no, thank you. And um,
0: This was great. Was there anything you wanted to add um, that we didn't touch on? I feel like we went on tangent. Yeah.
2: No, I I had one last thing that I wanted to add. um, That, you know, regardless of what your skill set is, real estate can be uh, for everyone, right? Your skill set doesn't necessarily have to be a developer. Um, Your skill set could be just identifying good people. You could have really good intuition and knowing who good people are. Um, And if you know who good people are or if you know people that have money, there are ways for you to be able to monetize your uh, relationship. There are ways for you to be able to still create that group chat and invest into Deontay's, they invest into Winfield's deal, being able to create what's called a syndicate, right? A syndicate is no more than a group of people that all want the same thing. And you have access to what these people want. Provide people that access and there's a way for you to make money in real estate and for you to be able to create a, a substantial um, real estate portfolio. Uh, connect yourself with experts, right? I think in every step of life, we always want to connect ourselves with experts, whatever you care about. This isn't a real estate conversation. Real estate is a byproduct of some of these life principles that have carried us all through our life, right? And I think that um, that has led to us to be able to do some really um, incredible deals that has allowed us to have some um, incredible impact. Um, But last but not least, uh, the, the next impact that we are looking to have is Um, Winfield and I right now, we're raising capital for a 60 unit, um, property. Uh, I'm sure a lot of you guys are familiar with Johns Hopkins, uh, hospital by way of the pandemic. Uh, but that's, that's a, uh, hospital that's very near and dear to our heart in Baltimore, and I'll leave you guys with one other thing. You can be a part of that project. You can actually add 60 units to your portfolio for as little as a thousand dollars, so you're talking about going from a person that has no Real estate or no units in your portfolio to being able to have a massive uh, sixty units in your portfolio that you don't get paid on one time, but you get paid on every single month, right? And you get paid on every you get paid every single month until perpetuity. So until we decide to sell that project, if we refinance the project, you would still be a part of that refinance because you have equity in the project, right? So by us talking about equity and talking about ownership, because you are an owner. As the value of that property goes up, your net worth goes up, right? As the rents go up, you make more money every month, right? We want to create these different opportunities for you. And on top of that, this property is in an opportunity zone. I wouldn't be me if I didn't leave you with some homework, do some research and understand what an opportunity zone is. And then the next thing that you'll want to do is you'll probably want to uh, DM one of the three of us to how you can be a part of deals like this.
0: Awesome. I mean, if you have time, you could say, but an opportunity zone is, they should know at this point. For
2: if you Get want. Give these, these people some homework. We didn't give them enough game. Them. We did. Give these we people know. some homework. It's just, if, well, if you well, want I, anything, you gotta work.
0: No, I agree. And I do love that you even um, presented that opportunity. And I, I think it's a no brainer. Everybody that's listening, including myself, should be investing some capital into that project. It will look great on your portfolio resume that you're a part of a project. Especially if you want to work with these cities. They want to see what work you have done. They, they don't want to work with newbies. So that would be a great segue into real estate by just investing $1,000 and adding a 60-unit property to your portfolio.
2: No-brainer.
0: The no-brainer, right? <laughs> and then you're learning from Nigel and Wynn, so it's a super no-brainer. So yeah. uh, Wynn, any last remarks?
1: No, that that's it. I think the last thing you just said, which is cities don't want to work with newbies. You have to partner and collaborate. And if it's, you know, Nigel, obviously, our deal deal is a partnership. It is a collaboration at its finest. And we do that with everybody. Like you said, seek experts. So we want to be with the best people. And I think people should do that. And investing in this deal, we will, you know, walk people through the whole process while we're going through the deal. The education piece and then the unlocking fear is what you said is what we're trying to do. So this is the way. $1,000 to unlock your fears, right, <laughs> is is to me a great cost-to-benefit analysis, right? Let me, it's, it's pretty cheap to unlock fear.
0: Mm-hmm, it is. And you're also making money off of your $1,000. So it's not like buying a tour <laughs> that you're never going to watch. People buy courses all the time. I coach people and they don't even listen to me. Lord, they yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> in their uh, kind of fun company um, so guys thank you so much for coming on here you just literally unlocked something in me right during this conversation and I feel like this podcast episode will definitely be some type of deliverance to somebody that's listening because they needed to hear everything we talked about today so everyone make sure you go look for Nigel and Wynn on Instagram you guys you can drop your well you can tell them how to find you on Instagram and LinkedIn, and um tell them more on how to find the My Zero app or website. So give them all of your contacts now.
1: Sure, go yeah. ahead, right. Yeah, you can reach out to me on LinkedIn at uh, Winfield Willis II, on um, Instagram at Win uh, Willis. Cool. And you can find you can find me. My name's Nigel Sidnor.
2: That's N-I-G-E-L. Last name Sidnor, S Y B S and David A-N-O-R. I Um, I respond to DMs all the time. So feel free to just shoot me a DM. Um, I also have a calendar link in my bio. So if you ever want to just jump on a call, uh, feel free to just click that link and then we'll be able to talk about real estate or um just talk about, you know, your journey and how you want how you want to advance your journey or unlock that fear. Um I'm- I'm to be used as a resource.
0: Awesome. Now don't go in there and waste any time now. Ladies, don't go flirting. No
2: question. You know what, though? What I found, and I will say that a lot of, no, like a lot of people want to, like they want the same things. Right, They want to do real estate. I don't necessarily look at it as a waste of time simply because um, some of our best investors have grown up with us 15 years ago, right? And it's because they watch our journey for the last 10 years the last 15 years, that's allowed to build trust and build comfort in investing in us. And I think that um, one thing that came out of this conversation by us being young individuals, um, we're all prized to make more money tomorrow than we did today, right? So understanding that five years from now, 10 years from now, as we all grow in our careers, as we all develop as into the individuals that we want to be, we'll have more money, we'll have more access. So it's only our job to provide the access and information that someone provided for us. And that's what we try to do.
0: I agree. And my the very first person I sold a property to, um, he mentored me in so many ways. I did bring value to him. I always did. I do say that. I do. I did bring value to him. He, um, you know, I did contracts because that was my profession. So he didn't mind really pouring into me, right? Giving me access. Actually, he got me into development. Actually, if you want to be technical.
1: Yeah, yeah. introduced
0: me to my business consultants at the time, and um, he helped me become, and not so much him, but the people he introduced me to, they have kind of been like destiny helpers along the way. So you just never know who God may use to help you along the way. Um, whether or not you always work with them, but you never know who God may use to help you. So be mindful. And definitely get in contact with these gentlemen. And make sure you go subscribe to the Journey to Develop Her podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, excuse me, YouTube, and basically all of the podcast platforms. Okay? So this was great. Y'all have a good day. God bless. Thank you
2: so much. see
0: each other soon.
2: Okay. Thank you.